this side. You can come on this. Jaya Radha Madhava Kunja Bihari Jaya Radha Madhava Kunja Bihari Gopi Jana Vallabha Girivaradhare Jaya Gopi Jana Vallabha Girivaradhare Yashodanandana Brajajanaranjana Yashodanandana Brajajanaranjana Yamunatiravanachare Yamunati Ravana Chari Jaya Radha Madhava Kunja Bihari Jaya Radha Madhava Kunja Bihari Gopi Jana Vallabha Girivaradhara Gopi Jana Vallabha Girivaradhare Gopi Jana Vallabha Girivaradhare Yashodanandana Brajajanaranjana Yashodanandana Brajajanaranjana Yamunati Ravanachari Yamunati Ravanachari Jaya Shri 
ಶ್ರೀಕೃಷ್ಣ ಚೈತನ್ಯ ಪ್ರಭು ನಿತ್ಯಾನಂದ ಶ್ರೀ ಅದ್ವೈತ ಗದಾದಿ ಗೌರಭಕ್ತ ವೃಂದ ಜಯ ಶ್ರೀಕೃಷ್ಣ ಚೈತನ್ಯ ಪ್ರಭು ನಿತ್ಯಾನಂದ ಹರೇ ಕೃಷ್ಣ ಹರೇ ಕೃಷ್ಣ 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 ಹರೇ 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 ರಾಮ ಹರೇ ರಾಮ 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 ಹರೇ 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 ಕೃಷ್ಣ ಹರೇ ಕೃಷ್ಣ 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 ಹರೇ 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 ರಾಮ ಹರೇ ರಾಮ 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 ಹರೇ ಕೃಷ್ಣ ಹರೇ ಕೃಷ್ಣ 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 ಹರೇ 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 ರಾಮ ಹರೇ ರಾಮ 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 ಹರೇ 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 ಕೃಷ್ಣ ಹರೇ ಕೃಷ್ಣ 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 ಹರೇ 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 ರಾಮ ಹರೇ ರಾಮ 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 ಹರೇ ಹರೇ ಜಯ ರಾಧ ವಲ್ಲಭ ರಾಧ ವಲ್ಲಭ ರಾಧೇ ಜಯ ಜಗನ್ನಥ ಜಯ ಜಗನ್ನಥ ಜಯ ಬಲದೇವ ಜಯ ಸುಭದ್ರದೇವಿ ಜಯ ಜಗನ್ನಥ ಜಯ ಬಲದೇವ ಜಯ ಸುಭದ್ರದೇವಿ ಜಯ ಗೌರನಿತ 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 ಜಯ ಜಯ ಪ್ರಭುಪದ 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 ಜಯ ಪ್ರಭುಪದ ನಿತಾಯ್ ಗೌರ ಪ್ರೇಮನೆಂದು 
ಜಯ ಓಂ ವಿಷ್ಣುಪದಾಯ ಪರಮಹಂಸ ಪರಿವ್ರಾಕ್ರಾಚಾರ್ಯ ಅಷ್ಟೋತ್ತರ ಅಭಯ ಚರಣಾರವಿಂದ ಭಕ್ತಿ ವೇದಾಂತ ಸ್ವಾಮಿ ಶೀಲಾ ಪ್ರಭುಪಾದ ಗಿಜಯ್ ಇಸ್ಕಾನ್ ಫೌಂಡರ್ ಆಚಾರ್ಯ ಜಗದ್ಗುರು ಶೀಲಾ ಪ್ರಭುಪಾದ ಶ್ರೀ 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 ಜಗನ್ನಾಥ ಬಲದೇಶ ಭದ್ರ ಮರಾಣಿಗೆ ಜಯ ಶ್ರೀ ಶ್ರೀ ಜಯ ಗಾವನತಾಗಿ ಜಯ ಶ್ರೀ ಶ್ರೀ ರಾಧಾಬಲ ಭಗವಾನಿಗೆ ಜಯ ಆಲ್ ಗ್ಲೋರಿ ಸುದ್ ಅಸೆಂಬಲ್ ಡಿವೋಟೀಸ್ ಆಲ್ ಗ್ಲೋರಿ ಸುದ್ ಅಸೆಂಬಲ್ ಡಿವೋಟೀಸ್ ಆಲ್ ಗ್ಲೋರಿ ಸುದ್ ಅಸೆಂಬಲ್ ಡಿವೋಟೀಸ್ ಆಲ್ ಗ್ಲೋರಿಸ್ ಟು ಶ್ರೀ 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 ಗುರು ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ಗೌರಂಗ ಓಂ ನಮೋ ಭಗವತೆ So today we are reading from Srimad Bhagavadam, 6th Canto, Chapter 17, titled Mother Parvati Kursus Chitra Ketu, text number 15. Ata papi asim yonim ಅತ ಪಾಪಿಯಸಿಂಯೋನಿಮಸುರಮ್ಯಾಮತೆ ಆಸುರಿಮ್ಯಾಮತೆ ಯತಿಹೂಯೋ ಮಹತ ಯತಿಹೂಯೋ ಮಹತ ಆಸುರಿಮ್ಯಾಮತೆ ಆಸುರಿಮ್ಯಾಮತೆ ಯತಿಹೂಯೋ ಮಹತ ಯತಿಹೂಯೋ ಮಹತ ನಾಕರ್ತಪುತ್ರಕಿಲ್ಬಿಷಂಕರ್ತಪುತ್ರಕಿಲ್ಬಿಷಂ ಕಿಲ್ಮಿಷಂಪಿಯಸಿಂಯೋನಿಮ್ಯಾಹಿ ದುರ್ಮತೆ ಯಾಹಿ ಮಹತ್ಮ 
Word-to-word translation, Atta, therefore, Papiyasin, most sinful, Yonim, to the species of life, Asiram, demonic, Yahi, go, Durmate, O impudent one, Yata, so that, Iha, in this world, Buya, again, Mahatan, to great personalities. Na, not. Karta, will commit. Putra, my dear son. Kilbisham, any offense. Translation and purport by His Divine Grace Srila Prabhupada. O impudent, impudent one. My dear son, now take birth in a low, sinful family of demons, so that you will not commit such an offense again towards exalted, saintly persons in this world. So we'll repeat the translation. Oh, impudent one, my dear son, now take birth in a low, Sinful family of demons, so that you will not commit such an offense again towards exalted saintly persons in this world. Translation, almost page. So let's listen carefully what Srila Prabhupada is going to say. One should be very careful not to commit offenses at the lotus feet of Vaishnavas, of whom Lord Shiva is the best. While instructing Srila Rupa Goswami, Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu described an offense at the lotus feet of a Vaishnava as Hati Mata, a mad elephant. When a mad elephant enters a nice garden, it spoils the entire garden. Similarly, 
if one becomes like a mad elephant and commit offenses at the lotus feet of a vaishnava his entire spiritual career is altered one should therefore be very careful not to commit offenses at the lotus feet of a vaishnava mother parvati next paragraph mother parvati was justified in punishing chitraketu for chitraketu impudently criticized the supreme father mahadeva who is the father of the living entities conditioned within the material world the goddess durga is called mother and lord shiva is called father a pure vaishnava should be very careful to engage in a specific duty without criticizing others this is a safest position otherwise if one needs to criticize others he may commit the great offense of criticizing a vaishnava because chitraketu was undoubtedly undoubtedly a vaishnava he might have been surprised that parvati has cursed him therefore the goddess parvati addressed him as putra or son everyone is a son of mother durga but she is not an ordinary mother as soon as there is a small discrepancy in a demon's behavior mother durga immediately punishes the demon so that he may come to the senses this is explained by lord krishna in bhagavad gita 7.14 devahi si gunamayi mama maya durattaya maam evahi prapatyante mayam etam tarantati this divine energy of mine consisting of the three modes of material nature is difficult to overcome but those who have surrendered unto me can easily cross beyond it to surrender to krishna means to surrender to his devotees also for no one can be a proper servant of krishna unless he is a proper servant of the devotees chadiya vaishnava seva mitrara payechi keba without serving a servant of krishna one cannot be elevated to being a servant of krishna himself therefore mother parvati spoke to chitraketu exactly like a mother who says to her naughty child my dear child i am punishing you so that you won't do anything like this again this tendency of a mother to punish a child is found even in mother yashoda who became the mother of the supreme personality of god mother yashoda punished krishna by binding him and showing him a stick thus it's a duty of a mother to chastise a beloved son even in the case of a supreme lord it is to be understood that mother durga was justified in punishing chitraketu this punishment was a boon to chitraketu because after taking birth as demon vitrasura he was promoted directly to vaishnava
ओम अज्ञान तिमरंदस्य ज्ञानांजन शलाकया चक्षुर उन्मीलितम एन तस्मै श्री गुरुवे नमः श्री चैतन्य मनोपीष्टम सापितमेन भूतले स्वयं रूप कदामाहिम तदाति स्वपदंतिकम जय श्री कृष्ण चैतन्य प्रभुनित्यानंद श्री अद्वैत गदाधार शिवसादि गौरभक्त वृंद हरे कृष्ण हरे कृष्ण 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 हरे 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 राम हरे राम 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 हरि बोल यू हैव टू मेंटेन सम साइलेंस ओवर द लास्ट प्लीज ओके नो टॉकिंग अराउंड So what is the context now? What's the context? In this chapter, chapter 17, what's happening so far? Okay. Chitraketu, King Chitraketu, after having darshan of Lord Sankarshan, yeah, he received a secondary benefit. What's the secondary benefit? Vidyadharas, king of Vidyadharas. Now, after getting that position, it's like a Siddha, Siddha Loka or whatever you call, you know, so much mystic potency. He can do anything he wants. This much of opulence he got because he saw Lord Sankarshan and Lord Sankarshan left. Then he got this planet of Vidyadhara where he can go around in an aeroplane given by the Lord with his fellow mates and mostly including women. But he was not carried away. Why? He was constantly chanting Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare. So when one chants Krishna's name, then one will be already in bliss. They did not have to look something external because already they got the pleasure. So as he was happily going around from one place to another place in the outer space, constantly moving because he's got a flight which doesn't need a petrol. You don't need a fuel. Yeah? You need not have to come down and put unleaded petrol. Yeah? You can constantly go from place to place. During that time, at one instance, what happened? Just over Mount Sumeru, Lord Shiva was speaking Bhagavadam class to his great associates who are great sages, very elevated sages who were not on the bodily platform at all. When Lord Shiva was giving the discourse, it happened that his wife, dear wife, Mother Parvati, was sitting on his lap. And Shiva was giving classes, spiritual discourses, to the audience. Everyone, all the audiences, they kept quiet. They were listening, okay? Like you people, except some of them. All of them were quiet and they're listening. But Chitraketu Maharaj was flying in the aeroplane. He saw this very unusual sight. I have never seen great personalities embracing the wife when they give discourses. 
this is tendency normal tendency i've never seen but today i could see lord shiva with his wife next to that and then is giving little did he real, realize that this is anything he does on lord shiva is going to backfire on him so what he did he laughed and jokingly he criticized and he passed on some comments you're talking to me or i'm talking loudly right parishit maharaj chitraketu mein okay all right it said laughly but anyway okay you're talking to me or what i'm talking louder can you hear or not okay all right so what's happening is when chitraketu maharaj laughed and criticized basically in a joking manner we are going to analyze a few aspects and then it will be clear to you okay then at that time shiva did not mind it lord shiva did not mind it but his wife dear wife parvati was very upset you basically she she was thinking oh you're basically ridiculing my exalted husband who is a vaishnava and therefore she cursed him to become a demon which is going to happen very soon so this is a scenario what's happened we are going to see something different today so this is a scenario now before we go into that scenario what i want to say why did chitraketu act in that way because chitraketu having seen lord that sankarshan he had developed little bit of pride because he saw the lord face to face and also got this prime uh, secondary benefit as a king jadara so slightly was puffed up very slightly and therefore because of that pride what happened because of the false pride you tend to disrespect a person it happens most of the time right because of false pride you tend to disrespect a person when a person or when an exalted person is disrespected then what happens that will lead to a offense aparad so this is what has happened okay now what is aparad what's the meaning of that offenses yeah apa means not negative rad means affection so no affection is going to commit offenses basically so this is a scenario so today we are going to see three relationships yeah guys are all ready we are going to see three relationships and how those relationships are interconnected and how that led to the consequences okay 
It's only three relationships which is involved in this episode. The first relationship is between Lord Shiva and King Chitraketu in a friendly manner. It's a friendly relationship. A friendship-based relationship. Why? Because Lord Shiva and King Chitraketu both are devotees of Lord Sankarshan. And Chitraketu considered Lord Shiva as a senior god-brother. And therefore, we are going to see the first relationship between friends. Okay? What has triggered and how it is erupting. Then the second relationship we are going to see is between Mother Parvati and Chitraketu. Because Parvati is the one who cursed King Chitraketu and the relationship between them, as Bhagavadam explains, it's a relationship between mother and son. Now what happened there? Why that relationship failed? If there is a relationship between mother and son, will a mother curse the son? No, isn't it? Generally not. A mother is a well-wisher. Why she should curse the son? That's the second relationship we are going to see. The third relationship is between Lord Shiva and Parvati themselves. Something has happened between them. About their understanding. Yeah? That also we are going to see. First one, as a friend, when Chitraketu was cursed, Lord Shiva did not wish any bad thing for Chitraketu. He did not wish anything. Because they were considered as God brothers. Being God brothers, he did not wish anything. Although Lord Shiva took that as a criticism, as a joking, as a joke, in a joking manner, rather. Criticism in a joking manner. And therefore, he did not take it very seriously. The second relationship between mother and son. Mother Parvati cursed Chitraketu because Chitraketu has actually done an offense to an exalted person and therefore he needs correction. Yes? Whenever a mistake is done, a correction factor has to be applied. Yes? So that is the second aspect. Then third aspect, between Parvati and Lord Shiva, Lord Shiva did not take this seriously, but Mother Parvati took it. Yeah? And that relationship, we are going to see what has happened. Yeah? Why, although she considers Chitraketu, Mother Parvati considers Chitraketu as a son, yet she cursed him. So there is something there. We have to talk about the relationship. We will talk one, one over the other. Okay? Soon. We are discussing this fact, this aspects, with the understanding that 
exchanges of this particular episode works based on affection, love and humility. That is what it is involved. These exchanges of love, humility yeah, happens only in the culture of Krishna consciousness. And therefore, the affection of a genuine Vaishnava can be understood here. In that context we are going to see. We are not going to talk in the material context. Okay? We are talking in the context of respect, love and humility. Okay. The first one. Okay? Between friendship, okay? Now, I'm going to ask a pose a question and then we will answer. Although Chitraketu knew exalted position of Lord Shiva, he knew Lord Shiva has got a very, he's a very exalted Vaishnava. His position is, you know, very, very high, basically. And then, why did he criticize? Still, why did he criticize? Even after knowing Lord Shiva's position as very powerful, yet, why did Chitraketu criticize Lord Shiva or criticize in a joking manner? Why did he do that? The answer is, Vishwanatha Chakravarti Thakur has commented on that. He's one of our previous Acharyas. We've got many Acharyas here. So Vishwanatha Chakravarti Thakur is answering that question. He's saying, there are several reasons, okay? But the main reasons he's concentrating is, Chitraketu and Lord Shiva are both devotees of Sankarshan and thus they are treated like God-brothers. Chitraketu did not want his senior God-brother to be criticized by ignorant people. So, he tried to correct Lord Shiva's behavior. Otherwise, foolish people would misunderstand his actions very easily. You got the point? The internal reason is Chitraketu, he did not want all the foolish people to think that, oh, Lord Shiva is doing like this, so I'll also do. That's a major cause. And also, uh, he don't want people to criticize Lord Shiva. Not that he's criticizing. So rather, he was trying to correct his behavior in a very subtle way. But it went little bit on the opposite side. Little bit, you know. Laughing, joking and all that. Then, that is the first one we saw. The second one is, between mother and son. Why did Parvati curse Chitraketu even after she considers him as his child, son? He's saying Putra. Normally, a mother doesn't curse a child, a son. But he's doing it. Why is that? For that, we have to understand the mood of Mother Parvati. So what we are doing is, we are in sixth canto. Yeah? Slightly we will take a detour. Detour, we will take you to canto four. Canto four to Daksha Yagya. Daksha is performing at that canto four. 
Daksha is a Prajapati. Yeah? He is performing a big sacrifice. In that sacrifice, he invited everyone, all exalted personalities, sages, demigods, Brahma, but he did not invite Lord Shiva, nor Sati. Parvati's previous birth was Sati. That is, again, wife of Lord Shiva. But in the fourth canto, it is said that her name was Sati. Now, she, being the husband of Lord Shiva, Sati did not like. She was thinking, why did my own father, is so much against Lord Shiva, dishonoring him, disrespecting him all the time. So I cannot tolerate this. And to top of that, he has not invited my husband, who is an exalted personality, to this yajna. And therefore, I am going to speak to my father. I can't leave it like this. So what she decided, she decided to go and see his father. But at that time, Lord Shiva told her, please do not go. You will be insulted. You will be humiliated. Please do not go. But she did not want to tell Lord Shiva that she is going to convince her father. But she said, oh, I am going to see my sisters, my mother, I have not my father as well. I have not seen them for a very long time. And therefore, please, she pleaded, please allow me to go. I want to go to my parents' house and have a look at all my sisters and all that. That's the purpose. But internally, Internally, her purpose was to go and tell her father, why are you dishonoring Lord Shiva? It's not good for you. That was the purpose. But anyway, Lord Shiva said, and she said, no, I am going, and she left. But Lord Shiva was not happy at that point, okay? Husband was not happy when Sati left. Now, what happened? We, as, all, as all of us know, in the Yajna, Lord Shiva was disrespected by Daksha and therefore there was a big fight happening, counter cursing, counter cursing and a big fight was happening and Lord Shiva was basically dishonored in one sense, dishonored. When Sati came to know this, that her husband was dishonored and disrespected in the assembly, what did she do? What did Sati do? Burnt herself. She could not tolerate. So she burnt herself to death and she died. Now, couple of thoughts for us yeah, to meditate upon. We all know that Sati is a form of Durga, okay? She is Mother Durga actually, a different incarnation. Sati is like a very powerful Mother Durga who is in charge of this material world. Why did she burn herself? Although she is very powerful. See, she could have burned the whole universe. She could have burned many dakshas. Yeah? Burning one daksha is not a problem. Many daksha, if daksha multiplies nine times, she can burn very quickly. 
But instead of doing that, she burnt herself. Why is that? Daksha gave her a body, in one sense, okay. And then anything else? Okay, to set and teach an example, yeah. Anything else, Matthew? <laughs> no, this is Daksha, no, he's not burning. Daksha. Daksha is a father. That's what Prabhu said, no? To teach set an example. Because one will not burn the father. Yeah, all these are correct. But technically the reason is, she's in a subordinate position. A daughter is always subordinate to the father, right? Parents, daughter or a son. We cannot overthrow the parents. She's in a very subordinate position. And therefore, although, you know, she has got a lot of power, she cannot do anything. Because it's the father. How can you, you know, react to your father? You have to have some, they'll say, have some humility, respect your father, you know, like that. So therefore, because she was in an inferior position, what she did was, all she could do is, she cannot exercise, she could not exercise her power on her father. When she could not do anything, what else can she do? She said, I do not want, I am unable, I could hear my husband's uh, uh, dis disrespecting comments from everywhere. People are dishonoring my husband. I do not want to hear. I am, although I've got power, I cannot exercise my power on others. And therefore, the only solution for me is, I want to end my life. It's a very serious matter. So Sati burnt herself to death. Then, in the next birth, she became Parvati and she married Lord Shiva. Now from this, what do you understand? That Parvati has got a very close affection and relationship with Lord Shiva, correct? She loves her husband very much. Very deep relationship existing from, from birth after birth. We can see that from this example, fourth canto we have shown. Now the sixth canto, and therefore, if she sees someone, already she is so upset with her father dishonoring, Daksha dishonoring husband. And she burnt herself to death. Okay? And now she is in a situation that I don't want anyone to dishonor my husband. Okay? This is a state she is in. She killed herself because of not hearing the blasphemy of her husband. So she doesn't want to hear. For example, you know how sometimes we say, I don't want this, that's the end of it. Don't even dare to <laughs> show it to me, that's the end of it. Now again, if someone shows that, you get annoyed, irritated. So she was at that point, okay, now I don't want everyone I want to at least, if not respect, do not dishonor my husband. This is her mood from the previous birth. 
and now imagine someone jokingly or friendingly if they criticize you can she will she keep quiet this is what has happened although she is a mother she could she could not stop reacting now the same incident she might have remembered whatever probably yeah when my husband was uh, dishonored i burnt myself now this time i am not going to leave you because you are not my father i can exercise my power on you because chitraketu is she she was thinking chitraketu has just saw lord sankarshan like sometimes we say some of the devotees just come uh, one month through two months one year we take them okay it's just they've come now you know like the new devotee so she thought uh, okay chitraketu is just recently had a darshan of uh, lord sankarshan and recently he got this uh, aeroplane which is going he is not like a elevated person personality like lord shiva who is basically a controller he is not like that so therefore that made her to curse him chitraketu now in the relationship between mother and son mother reason we saw right so she was forced to curse because she was very sensitive to anyone uh, disrespecting lord shiva very sensitive and someone touched on that point she re- reacted back by telling that now from the chitraketu point of view what did he do he had a power also he is very powerful chitraketu king chitraketu maharaj he could have retaliated he could have counter cursed come on what are you doing he has got that power but what did he do very obediently like a sincere son what did he say he said oh mother i accept your curse i will become a demon see so this relationship is based on affection and humility and love isn't it it is not that oh this is exactly opposite to what happened in the daksha's case in the daksha sacrifice everyone was cursing and counter cursing each one brahmanas cursing other person other person cursing brahmana they took the um, weapon killing each one and finally daksha's head was cut off so much of you know anxiety and imagine all of us are fighting there each one holding the shirt and come on how will it look so this happened in dakshas so here it is a very smooth transaction she cursed and she said my son i'm cursing you and why did she curse why did mother parvati curse because of insensitiveness and because if someone treats misbehaves with a senior vaishnava they have to be corrected this is our culture we can't go let free let go everything okay you did a mistake no because a same person will be continuously doing more and more mistakes and therefore he needs correction chitraketu needs correction so the correction has come in the form of a curse that is for mother parvati chitraketu accepted the curse because he is also going to be beneficial because he knew that with the next birth i'm going back to god it so he accepted the curse so it's win win situation for both see the offense has to be corrected 
So Mother Parvati did a correction by cursing him. Chitraketu accepted the curse, he did not counteract because of his humility and he also knew that when I take a body of a demon, that is my last birth because I am going to Lord Vishnu. So this is interwoven in this combination. Hmm? And then the next question is, we answered that question, right? Now between husband and wife, okay? All a question, listen to this question. Yeah? Although Lord Shiva could understand the mood of Chitraketu nicely, why did not Parvati understand that? Because both are husband and wife. Yeah? Okay, Chitraketu Maharaj criticize, jokingly criticized Lord Shiva because they are friends. Okay, we are friends, so I did not take it. But the friend's wife took it seriously. Why is that? It is said in the later chapters and also in this chapter, in the next chapter, oh, okay. Later part of this chapter, it is said that Lord Shiva expresses his displeasure to Mother Parvati saying, oh Parvati, you have done a mistake. Your work is not sensible. You have not used your sense when you cursed. So, between husband and wife, the husband was not happy about the wife's dealing because the wife has done something without the consent of the husband. But Lord Shiva did not tell in a rough manner. You know, we as a husband, we know. Anything with the wife has to be told gently. Otherwise, problem. The other day, my wife put little bit more salt in one of the cooking. Then, one minute I thought, I have to tell her, this is a position like Mother Parvati for me. I have to tell her, but what about if she curses me? So I was thinking, let me use my sense. Then I said, my wife Jayashree, basically you cook very nicely. All your dishes are good. But if you have not put extra salt, I tell you, this is the best. But next time, not be careful. Be careful, it will come back to us. Next time, when you do the salt, you know, imagine, Think that you are a good cook, then all will be okay. <laughs> That's what I'll say. Then all are coming in place. Now no more salt. And also, I should also think, when she's cooking one hour before, no argument. <laughs> if I argue anything with regard to chanting also, hey, I think you missed that hurry. Finished. The salt will be there or I have recently, you know, I'm, I cannot take too much uh, chili or chili also, you know, normally. So, that more pepper can come, chilies can come. <laughs> so, therefore, one hour before cooking or something, just take it easy, okay? Okay, and then you can tell later, after the cooking is done, you cannot revert back. 
Yeah? Then you can say, see, you know, like that. So, no, so in the later chapter, in the later part of the same chapter, it is said that Srila Prabhupada is writing, okay, not me. Srila Prabhupada comment. Srila Prabhupada in his purport later comments that there is a difference in understanding between male and female even in the higher planetary system, in the higher status of life, that is between Lord Shiva and his wife. See? We are thinking, we have some issues, right? With the man and woman in this world. No. Even in the higher status, Lord Shiva's position is almost, you know, is beyond the three modes, you know. is on the Brahma Jyoti level. Even there also, there is a higher, subtle difference between the mentality of, of, Man and woman, Prabhupada is saying. Okay, so even in the so again, Srila Prabhupada is saying. So even in the higher status of life, there is a difference in understanding between man and wife, man and woman. So Lord Shiva did not wish his friend to be cursed because he took it as a joke, but Mother Parvati did not take it as a joke. Understanding is different. How dare you are to criticize my husband? And therefore, she took it in a different level. The level matters. Yeah? So, this is what is that? I talked about the three relationships. We explained the question. Now, quickly we are going to see how Bhagavadam is nothing but a lesson for all of us to learn from first canto to the eleventh canto. There is a lot of lessons about, about curses. So basically Bhagavadam is a, is a story of offenses or curses. We are going to see that quickly. We are not going to dwell on it, okay? What is, so I want your input. Sit down Prabhu, don't worry. Your boss will not do anything. Today's Ekadishi. You have got a lot of power. <laughs> In the first canto, Parishit Maharaj did an offense against whom? This is a quiz. In the first chapter, I'm repeat, in the first, sorry, in the first canto, all of you, Parishit Maharaj did an offense against whom? Saumika Rishi. Good. One million dollar to you. Second question, there is in that Canto 2, we do not have much because it's about, explain about creation. Canto 3, Jaya Vijay committed an offense against? Good. 500,000 to you, both of you. Canto 4, Daksha Prachapati offended? Yes. Good. Canto 5, King Rahuguna offended? Good. Sixth canto, King Chitraketu offended? That is our open, open book. It is not closed book, open book. Okay. Canto 7, Hiranya Kashipu offended? Pralad Maharaj. 8, 
king indradumna offended agastya rishi and then he was cursed to become a dull like elephant then nine durvasa muni offended king ambrish maharaj number 10 saubara muni offended garuda correct canto 11 the yadus offended the great sages you know that is why they were cursed krishna's dynasty came to an end because of the offense but it's a play externally internally internally it's a play but externally it's an offense krishna's dynasty has come because of offense so imagine how important is it now i would like to draw your attention to very quickly to shrimad bhagavatam 10th canto 4th chapter 46 verse what does it say parishik maharaj sorry sukadeva goswami is talking to parishik maharaj he says my dear king when a man disrespects yeah or ill treats or blasphemes any word you can put great souls great elevated personalities what will happen the result is all is benedictions of long life beauty fame religion blessings and promotion to higher planetary system including vaikuntha will be will be destroyed very serious bhagavadam itself is saying after bhagavadam after talking about all this personality offenses this is the 10th canto bhagavadam is saying listen guys be careful okay just take it easy when it comes to do not exercise your powers okay because your power is useless yeah and so the question is final lesson what is the lesson we are taking home we are not taking today paneer sabji we are not taking today sabu sagu pakoda but what are what are we taking home today we are taking home this one what is this as devotees we do lot of seva and during the seva we also commit aparas offenses we may change services for example oh this devotee is my enemy i am not going to come into the kitchen this devotee is my friend so i will do aarati service this devotee is neutral so i will sing with him this is not going to work okay you may change your seva your services but the aparad still remains this is what we have to think what we are going to do the solution is up to you what you are going to do yeah so remember just by changing the seva changing your service aparadh is not going to go away okay that is a thought we have to do okay so we will stop here any quick questions or comments hari krishna if we commit aparadh
to a Vaishnava. If we unfortunately commit uh, aparad to a Vaishnava, how should we remedy the situation? Do you know that? You know the answer, right? I want to hear it from you, Prabhu. <laughs> All the scriptures say that you have to go back to the same person and ask for forgiveness, not to his friend. Same person, keep on pursuing, pursue him to forgive you. And if he still, your offense is very huge, intolerable offense, then the only thing is take shelter of Krishna because by constant shelter of Krishna, you get the Lord's mercy. That's the only way. Either the first and the foremost is you should try to get uh, forgiveness from that devotee. That's the topmost. But in the event that that devotee is not willing because your offense is too great, or he cannot forgive you, it's a very serious offense and all that, then you must take or we must take shelter of constantly take shelter of the holy name because that is our protection and Krishna will help us. Sincerely, we have to repent for it as well. Not just, you know, I'm chanting, I'll be okay. Again, go on criticizing, no. The reason it is said that, that we have to go and ask forgiveness is we not repeat it. Mistakes, we learn from the mistake. We don't repeat the mistake. It is said even in the material circles that if you repeat the same mistake, you are a fool. In the office, you know, if you do the same mistake again, your boss will say, are you a fool? Because same mistake you're repeating again. Yeah? So, same mistakes. So, like that, we have to be careful. But generally, preferably, why do we do an offense? Because we think that we are in a superior position and the other person is inferior due to that particular moment, you know. It's just a momentary. And then later on, by the time you regret, it will be a great mistake. So therefore, uh, Shastra and scriptures tell us, always try to be humble in the association of devotees. Preferably, you know, try to be that. And for that, you know, we have to give the mic Prabhu to him. Hare Krishna Prabhuji, thank you very much for a wonderful class. On the last question, my comment is, Lord also doesn't, the Lord doesn't uh, excuse because in case of Ambrish Maharaj, Lord said, no, Trudarvasamuni, you have to go back to Ambrish Maharaj. If he excuses you, then only you can be saved. And not only that, Ambrish Maharaj excused him and also prayed to Sudarshan Chakra that he made a mistake. Uh, whatever good deeds I have done, please take care of that and then let him go back. That is right. But the context here, what I said was, in the event that Ambrish Maharaj did not forgive what he would have done, that is a question. In this case, the devotee forgave him. He, you know, he's, he said, fine. But in the event, I said, in the event if the de original, the devotee whom you are going to, if he refuses to forgive you, then that is the option I gave. Yeah? Not only forgive, he also prayed to Sudarshan that whatever my whole family 
my generations, whatever piety we have done. So please excuse on that basis and please go back to Lord. Yes, that is right. And also it depends on the intensity. Now the other thing is on the same point, can you offend your spiritual master? Never, ever. Why will someone offend Prabhu? You should. Uh, Why will someone offend? This, so there is, it's a... Indra did and he had to suffer. Yeah, but that is what Bhagavatam, we learn from the mistake, right? Yes. After reading Bhagavatam, why will we do the offense? Correct. So we have to be careful, that's the point, yeah? That's the main thing. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you.